as we enter into a new era of leadership, empowerment, and influence. In this season two of Transcend with M, we want to highlight the power that lies underneath us, underneath you. On this new season, we will showcase true stories about women who one way or another are exercising influence by tapping on their strength and their own story. I hope, just like me, that you let all these women and their stories empower you today and shape your tomorrow just like they have helped me. So welcome to season two of Transcend with M. Know her story. Hello everyone. Today we welcome Mary Roy. Mary is the Vice President with Quaker Special Risk here in my beloved Worcester. And she has been with Quaker since November 2003 after graduating from Worcester State University with a Bachelor's of Science in Communication Disorders. During her years at Quaker, Mary has gained extensive knowledge of the ENS market. Her main focus caters to celebrity and publicly recognized figures with a concentration on coastal and high-limit property insurance placements. Mary is responsible for personal lines department growth she is proficient in brokerage and binding authority operations, risk assessment techniques, procedures, and applicable insurance laws and codes. Her performance is highly sales-driven, and she continuously displays the ability to problem-solve, which has helped her establish and maintain strong relationships with agents, brokers, and companies at all levels. This year, in 2021, Mary actually received the Top Specialist Broker Award from Insurance Business of America, a prestigious national award for which she is very, very proud of, and we are very proud of her. Besides her professional success, Mary is also a rock star mom, wife, and community leader. She loves Pilates and serves on the board of directors of U Inc a private nonprofit child welfare and behavioral health organization serving at-risk children uh, and families in here in, in the Worcester County. Uh, she and her husband complete, uh, uh, complete their family in 2020 by rescuing, you know, Bo Jackson, who was supposed to be a yellow lab, but turned out to be the most lovable pitbull chihuahua mix ever. And her and her husband, Rick, have two children, Abigail Lillian and Charlotte Rosemary. So Mary is here today to talk about her becoming story, her successes, her challenges. But, but most importantly, she is here today to show us that women can really have it all. Welcome, Mary, to Transcend with M. Know Her Story. How are you today? Hi, doing awesome. Thank you for having me. It's that was the only thing I pre-rehearsed, the thank you <laughs> in the beginning. This is my very first podcast ever, ever, ever. So <laughs> I'm sure you will do just fine. And this is a conversation, nothing we've prepared beforehand. So let's see where, where it takes us. Okay, sounds like fun. <laughs> So tell us who's who's Mary. Tell our listeners, you know, who's Mary and what's your story? 
it's such a loaded question, right? <laughs> I don't know if we have that kind it's, of time. It's meant to take at least 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, deeper. So, my gosh, that's quite a bit. Um, yeah, so, well, I, um, I grew up in a small town, Blackstone, Massachusetts. Um, it's right on the Rhode Island border, which is where I got this funny accent. Um, and if this was later in the day and we had a cocktail or two, the accent gets worse and worse. So be thankful it's 11 a.m. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I grew up in a small town. My mom um, was a school teacher. My dad was a carpenter. It's lower middle class kind of farmy community. And um, I think, you know, growing up had an awesome upbringing, really caring, loving parents who, God bless them, they're still together today. And, yeah. um, you know, just really um, very Catholic upbringing. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, I always tell people that um, my, my mom and dad are pretty religious, so much so that, you know, on Good Friday, my mother doesn't talk. <laughs> we, we did, you know, the signs of the cross and went to church on, uh, you know, all, all the religious holidays and everything like that. So, um, yeah, they, um, they are just really hardworking, lovely people. And I think that that is probably, you know, where to start with that question, because they instilled in my sister and I um, a really hard work ethic. And so if I had to say that I took something from my parents and um, and I know my sister would say the same, um, we both are really, really hard workers because of mom and dad. And um, yeah, yeah. And and so, you know, there's just, just the two of us. Um, education was really important to my folks. And so they um, did what they can to send uh, Becky and I to um, good school, you know, and um, and I, I sort of bounced around a little bit in school to try and find the right fit for me. Um, mm -hmm. And um, so eventually that led to um, graduating from LaSalle Academy, which was in North Providence, Rhode Island. And it's just an awesome, awesome school. My parents sacrificed a lot to send my sister and I to private school for high school. And um, they really felt that by doing so, um, it would set us up, you know, for success to go to a great college and, you know, really sort of set the, the foundation to, um, to jump from. And um, from there, uh, when I graduated from high school, I went to Worcester State um, back then it was college. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's university now. <laughs> they changed yeah. them all. Um, but uh, I went to Worcester State because they had a speech language pathology program that was second to none for New England and still do. And I was so sure that I wanted to work with special ed kids and change the world. Yeah. And, um, I really enjoyed um, working with kids and also elderly, and I wasn't really interested in anybody in between. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, and you know, so that that was my path. I was going to go to college and uh, get my degree in um, speech language pathology and hopefully work in a school system. 
and have the most amazing life doing that. And, uh, and I think, um, you know, fast forward, I did graduate and, um, and for speech, you need your master's in the state of Massachusetts to practice. So I was a year into that program and um, that's when I had met my boss um, who said, you know, and, and I thought, <laughs> when she said this, I thought like, gee, that's kind of a funny way to say it. She was yeah. like, no, I know you're young. You want to change. You want to change the world. You want to do so much good, but you can only do so much good one kid at a time. <laughs> and I'm thinking, that's everything. That's everything I've been working toward. Um, and really, I think, you know, now I know her very well. And what she had meant by that was, you know, if, if you potentially opened yourself up to take a scary leap into a different path, you could potentially change a lot of lives um, mm -hmm. just in another way. And, uh, and she was certainly right about that. Um, so yeah, I mean, push came to shove and I thought, okay, this is a scary sort of change, but um, I was at the point where um, in Worcester, Mass, there were so many kids with real needs and yeah. Worcester State runs a free program for their um, students, like a learning teaching program. And um, you would work with this population and they had so many needs, especially the inner city kids that were so beyond the one thing that I was studying in school, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was heartbreaking. I just wanted to like bring every little kid home with me, like, oh, just come <laughs> with me. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, and so it was really at a crossroads where I was saying, oh my gosh, am I even cut out for this? Because my heart was really breaking mm -hmm. um, to see, um, you know, a city population of children and their myriad of, of needs, social, emotional, physical, mental, I mean, you name it, um, educational. So, um, so I did decide to stop. Um, and so I, I never did complete my master's. I stopped halfway through and took the job at Quaker. And I was super duper young, didn't know anything. I think I probably like just know this much now. <laughs> and um, yeah, and then, um, you know, I just sort of learned as I went and started from the real bottom up, just learning as much as I possibly could mm -hmm. and really liking it, surprisingly. So everything up into that point, I had like really known what I wanted to do and I had a path and <laughs> it's just, it's cute because it's young, you know, and, and it's, it, I think, you know, for young people today, it's just really okay to not know. Right. <laughs> it's okay for old people today to not know or to take a leap of faith or change. You know, you've worked so long for something. It doesn't mean you have to totally stay on that path if it's at any point something mm -hmm. that you decide maybe isn't right for you. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I still feel um, very connected to that uh, that population, to kids in need, but I'm able to um, provide support and work, um, you know, with and near those populations in a different way now. Um, and mm -hmm. so, yeah, I, I've been at Quaker for 17 years. 
Um, it's an insurance brokerage firm. And um, so I work mainly with that middle population of business professionals that I never thought I'd wanted to talk to them. Yeah, it is so again. funny because you're like, I had no interest. And now it's Fine. like, it's your livelihood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing is that, you know, it, <laughs> you just don't even know who you are as a kid. And, yeah. and then, you know, once you think you figure it out, it changes. And, and I think, you know, especially for women, it's like, know who you are and feel comfortable in your skin. Like all these people are talking at you to feel a certain yeah. way and be a certain thing. And no, nobody really says, oh, but that changes like all the time, yeah. you know, you know who you are. And then fast forward 10 years, you're a different person. And then another different person, you're just constantly evolving. So, um, yeah, so it is funny. I, I really, really, really love um, what I do, you know, in talking with people. And I think, you know, as a kid, I thought, yeah. oh, I really love children. I really love elderly, you know, but really, I just love people in general. Yeah. I really just like talking um, and, um, and, you know, I sort of get my energy feeding off of the energy of others and lifting people up and seeing where they go and empowering the people around me. Um, and, um, and that's, you know, that's kind of the pride in, in what I yeah. do now. It is incredible because you, at the same time, you know, you went for that education, right? Degree. And oh, yeah. You are still performing education. You are educating. It's just in a whole oh, sure. different in a whole different realm. Just totally different. Yeah. And and it's with that population that you were have not interested on, you know, pursuing. <laughs> it is amazing. So so tell me a little bit about, you know, that transition. I know we were talking offline and I know a little bit about it, but I don't want to spill the beans. So uh tell me a little bit about that transition. You know, now I am here in this in this new world of insurance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have a very dedicated and committed team that is willing to help me grow. What was that like, especially at the younger age? And, and what were the roadblocks? What were the successes? How did you got where you are today? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so when I came on board um, with Quaker, we didn't have a separate personal lines department. So um, I can remember, you know, talking with my boss at one of our producer meetings saying, hey, I think we should really do this. And she's like, you think it's such a good idea? Then you run with it. <laughs> We're all busy, you know, not, not in so many words. But uh, yeah, you, you think that's a good idea? Like figure it out, kind of learn yeah. about it and then get back to me kind of thing, right? So I did. I um, have emailed her maybe just a couple of days later to say, I'm not going to be here on Tuesday, Wednesday. I signed up for these classes to learn about homeowners and, yeah. you know, and I started signing up for classes. And I think she was probably just like, oh my gosh, what is this kid doing? But, yeah. you know, like any good boss, if any of your younger staff is interested in learning more or signing up for mm -hmm. classes or like go yeah, yeah please do yeah. that you know and also find out we are in this big you know world is your niche so um, yeah yeah so 
um, you know, I got one woman who um, works with me, Kathy Telemach, and she's amazing. She's been at Quaker since the early nineties. And, um, and so it was just her and I, and so when our department was really small, I would, you know, get the business, do the agency appointments, um, you know, quote it, bind it. Kathy would then type the policies, do the endorsements and do like the second step to everything, right? Get it all up for renewals. And then I would do my own renewals. So it was like, we were a two person team. Mm-hmm. And so we needed to hire somebody else and that, you know, and then that sort of snowballed and snowballed, but she and I laughed. Oh gosh, we laughed so hard because <laughs> I can remember staring at her, holding her hand. And I'm like, Kathy, how are we ever going to bind whatever it was X amount of premium in a year that some company thought we should be able to do or, you know, whatever the goal was set for us and like tears in our eyes, like, how are we ever going to do that? And, um, and, you know, I bet now, you know, we do that and then some in a day, (laughs) you know, what, 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 what was, you know, wanted from us, you know, over the course of a whole year. So, yeah, it's really, really, really grown. Um, and um, yeah, and I, I think that, you know, it's successfully grown because we have had that forward thinking, that mm-hmm. realization that you can't do it all yourself. Everybody's replaceable, even you. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if you think you're the glue holding this all together, take a piece of humble pie, step aside. Yeah. You know, so if if we could just hire some really capable, hardworking, good-hearted people that want to do the right thing, we can teach the insurance part. But you yeah. can't teach the people skills and the just being a good person. Yeah. Thing, right? Yeah. So right. if I could just like hire these people and let them own their own desk. So no micromanaging, no, where are you at today? And let me see your figures and, you know, meetings about yeah. meetings about meetings. Just here's what I think that you'd be good at and you're responsible for this piece and you own it. So mm-hmm. if you mess it up, that's on you. And, you know, you better be talking to me about it. And if you grow it, that's on you and, you know, pat on the back for it. So I think when people have that ownership of, their day to day, that was the real um, point for me when it clicked that, wow, this thing could really be super successful. We are really moving and shaking here. And it's not just as a result of me, it's as a result of this team. And I'm more here to assist them not the other way around, right? Like I'm working for them to make sure they've got the products they need, the companies they need, mm-hmm. um, you know, the tools, the, the technology, the computer systems, whatever to, to um, so they can own their own desk and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, you know, be empowered and have mm-hmm. someone backing them. So, the funny thing is back then, you know, people, People might not realize this and, and whoever is not, it's listening that is not um, familiar. Like back then you had to write and type the policy. Now oh, they yeah. come automatically. 
Like, so even the way that, you know, the business has changed that allows you to do more, that allows you to be more successful, you know, having that adaptability is huge as well, because it wasn't that way on the 90s. It just wasn't. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. And I've, I like saved some of those old manual ways that we used to do things. So I can actually show some of our younger staff what a dinosaur we are. <laughs> you know, look, at this is actually how you could read a policy. And then we actually had to type it. But I remember when we like sort of got away from faxing. It was like, yeah. we should really be emailing more. Let's try and push this email thing. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And now everything it's is done by funny. I mean, it's funny to even talk like that now. Yeah, yeah, because everything was faxed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's really just the industry <laughs> itself has done uh, a whole, you know, 180 in a good oh, way. Um, so funny. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, for, for me personally, um, I, I never could have done that or facilitated that growth or been a part of something bigger than myself if I also didn't have someone who empowered me. Right. And me the freedom to grow and spread my wings and make mistakes. Right. And, you know, and so you talked about, you know, what are some successes? What are some hurdles? Like there are so many hurdles and mistakes and missteps along the way. Like there's too many to mm -hmm. even talk about. Yeah. Um, some of them huge. And, um, and, you know, having somebody who really lifted me up and mentored me to make those mistakes on my own and to learn, you know, mm -hmm. in a way that suited me too, um, without just like, you know, being on top of me and yeah. hovering over you. Yeah. 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 Really, really room to grow. So, um, so, I mean, truly I, I owe a lot to my boss for recognizing that that was, you know, an important thing for mm -hmm. me and, um, and I'm happy to share that and recognize that in others who have come after me. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, you know, the tools that she utilized on you and that you are passing on to now your team, um, you know, Woman empowerment is such a beautiful thing because you don't usually get it, uh, and it's difficult to to do it, you know, from woman to woman. Uh, even more difficult to do it from man to woman. Uh, but I think when you find that um, that tune, then you find that harmony. It's so important to share it because. Um, I feel nowadays we're trying to get more and more in tune with what, you know, leadership is and what you look like and why we have, you know, as women to support each other more and more. So tell me about some of those tools. Yeah. So, um, you know, in the early days, my company was really, really small and mostly men, mm -hmm. um, if, if, you know, if, if the ladies, um, you know, the men did the sales and the women did the bookkeeping, right? Like, yeah. it's so, <laughs> like everyone should have a cigar and like, it's so, you know, 1940s are, are this industry of insurance is just so slow to change, um, but, you know, and, and it's funny because I have a woman boss oh, and so, um, but, but 
as far as you know, producers and people who are you know in, in that sales role, um, there were there were no other girls, and yeah. so that was hard for me um, mm-hmm. to like fit in, you know. Yeah. So there's this boys club, and they can you know golf, and they can talk about sports, and I can golf, I can talk about sports, <laughs> but I'm really crappy at both. <laughs> So, um, you know, it's like, where's my my in in this voice club? And really, once I stopped trying so hard, Mm -hmm. I fit in because I have a role to play and I'm doing well in that role. So Mm -hmm. to, to find what I was doing best and to be able to sit on my own accord like I had a right to be at that table alongside those guys not because I'm a guy and the funny thing is I sort of had to change my perspective on that and maybe Mm -hmm. it was just as a result of being young too but those guys aren't sitting at that table because they're guys Mm-hmm. You're sitting at the table because they're hardworking and they're go-getters and they're bright and intelligent and good people and right. you know so same as me. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like oh it's a bunch of men and me. It was it's sort of got to be almost like a funny thing. I mean for years mm-hmm. we did a trip down to Florida um, where the sales folks you know who qualified would all go on this trip. And, um, and then we'd sort of um, plan for the following year, right? Uh-huh. And we would always joke that it was 14 men and me. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, and, and it was like really uncomfortable for the first couple of years. But that yeah. was all inside of me. They weren't mm-hmm. uncomfortable. They weren't like, oh, geez, Mary's going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not even on their radar. They care less. <laughs> who's there and who's not, you know, they're like, oh, great. Is there sunshine? Am I golfing? (laughs) So, you know, so a a lot of it is, is um, what you're projecting and the the things that you're holding on inside of yourself, like the the little voice in your head, like, I'm not good enough. I don't belong here. Are they going to find me out that I don't know what I'm doing or like, like any of that that stupidity, Um, you know, for me, I was there because I mm-hmm. qualified to be there, same as right. all the other people. And so mm-hmm. once you take the man woman thing out of it, um, right. I found that I actually did fit in um, just in a different way. Uh, right. You know, I added a lot of like, oh gosh, oh, I seriously, are you guys really gonna do that? You know, like that sort of um, motherly or sisterly or wife kind of like comments to the. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, we're all going to dinner and everyone's in a sport coat, but the one guy in a Hawaiian shirt, like, I think, I think you should go change. <laughs> we'll wait for you. You know, like that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. Funny. It just added a little stupid little humor there. But, um, you know, I think for women, it's like, oh, geez, how how are we going to push through this glass ceiling? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, who's going to give me a chance? And And there is a bit to that too. But once you yeah. just in your own head, realize that, you know, I, I, I deserve 
to speak and be heard because I'm really bright and have something important to say. Mm-hmm. And when you do say something important so many times in a row, guess what? The boardroom starts listening. Right. So, <laughs> so um, it would be no different if that was a, a group of women. You right. know, if you've got something intelligent and you're bringing something to the table here, then, then you deserve that seat. us a few seconds and we will be right back. How, how important it is to have that mindset? So important. Oh my gosh. And I think that it's not just in business, it's in life. So yeah. if you are constantly listening to the, oh my gosh, I mean, like, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not funny enough, happy enough, a good mom, a good wife, a good blah, blah, blah. I mean, you name it. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, I, um, I, I do a bit of Pilates um, as, you know, that's probably my, my hobby, my passion. And my, um, my Pilates instructor tells me your cells are listening to you. And so I always laugh at that um, because <laughs> like waterfalls and healing rocks kind of thing to say. Yeah. So if you're constantly, um, whether it's in your head or out loud saying negative or derogatory things about yourself, you're going to start believing that. So yeah. why not just start saying positive, uplifting things? Mm-hmm. And then guess what? <laughs> Maybe that'll come true too. Um, you know, every morning when I wake up, my husband makes fun of me because um, he thinks I'm just an absolute nut. And um, I say, <laughs> this is going to be a great day. And I clap <laughs> and I get out of bed. And every day I do this. It's insane. I it's love be a great it. Day. <laughs> and then I get up and, you know, get in the shower. And, uh, and, and, you know, I could wake up and say, oh, this is going to be a crap day. Like, <laughs> you know, if you say it, you'll probably, you'll probably make that, you know, self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just, I think that, you know, there's just so much coming, especially at women and mm-hmm. um, you're going to pave your own road. Your, your, your path is what you make of it. And mm-hmm. how empowering is that? So yeah, maybe I am not the thinnest, mm-hmm. but I'm the life of the party. Or maybe yeah. I'm not the, you know, best dog owner ever. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm a really great mom. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like things, things are, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a balance. It's, well, it's a balance. And, and yeah. you know, maybe tomorrow you're a really crummy mom and a really awesome, you walk that dog, you know? <laughs> Like, it's just never all going to be the one thing. And, and right. I, I don't, I just don't think it's fair that women try and box themselves in and, um, you know, just, just set themselves up for failure because mm-hmm. you're so much more than any one or five or 25 things yeah. <laughs> and everyone are, are men are too. So, you know, I just think that, that staying positive and, um, and even if, you don't have that inside of yourself. Like you're not that person that says it's going to be a great day. Like, even if you're not, okay. So there are tools that you can do to, mm-hmm. you know, try and set yourself up for success. 
you know, put a post-it note on the mirror, like looking good today, or like yeah, whatever like, it is. To keep those eyelashes. Positivity. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, so, you know, and I also think it's really important to surround yourself with people who are good. Like you are the company you keep. So if you are yeah. surrounding yourself with people who are also you know, doubting and um, negative and whatever it is. I mean, people go through struggles too, and that's important to be there for them. But um, I think, you know, surrounding yourself with people who are just positive and, positive. and trying to, to, you know, be there alongside you on your path mm-hmm. is almost half the battle. That is such yeah. an important thing. And I think especially during um, COVID and, you know, this is beyond business or being a mom or, you know, all the roles that women play. If you have a support system and that doesn't have to be, you know, like mm-hmm. in the professional sense, it can be, you know, somebody who's just like, I need to get away from my kids. Can you watch them for 30 minutes so I can just like walk up and down the aisles at Target and feel yeah. better? Oh, I did that <laughs> you know, last like, night. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, if you just have like some sort of a support system, um, yeah. then I, that's that's really important too. Yeah, I think this is a great segue to talk about success, right? Because success means a lot of different things to different people. Mm-hmm. And having that mindset of, you know, I'm going to conquer the world in whichever way is that you want to do it, right? If it's, you know, conquering the world and you want to look good today, great. If it's conquering the world being a mom, then okay. If it's conquering the world and be successful at your at your work and at your meetings that you're having today, great. So, um, but you cannot achieve success without the correct mindset. And I think you know everything has to do with your outlook in life, right? Mm-hmm. So I know we were talking a little bit offline about you know, we can really have it all and we can really um, achieve anything that we want to achieve and, and have it all as as women. Mm-hmm. What Absolutely. that means to people is def- definitely very different for you, very different, very different for me, but we can have it all. So let's mm-hmm. talk about success a little bit. What does success means to you and why do you feel and know that you are successful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, success can just mean so many things to different people. Um, I know that when I started um, working at Quaker, um, we we actually, we had just moved into a building and we didn't have the furniture yet for separate desks. So I was sitting at this like side table in um, one of the um, senior um, VP's offices and uh, you know, mm-hmm. just trying to like be quiet, not be heard, not be seen. Sorry, I'm here. Yeah. And um, and I think I was there in his office with him for like five or six months. It was longer than anyone had expected. And so <laughs> in that, you know, I, I really sort of saw that this guy mm-hmm. his butt off. <laughs> um yeah. and you know, but sometimes he's coming in a little late sometimes he's leaving early he's getting phone calls from his wife on occasion he's but like all in itself it almost didn't doesn't make all the sense but 
in on a whole it was that he can have this job and be really Mm -hmm. successful and do all the things he has to do and also take his kids to school and also coach every Mm -hmm. one of their games and also Mm -hmm. pick up the milk on the way home and also be you know like all of these um things and I thought gosh he has a really good life and he yep. had three little kids at the time who are now, um, you know, all like graduated college. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and, you know, I just thought like, gosh, he's got this little beautiful house and this gorgeous wife. And like, this is a great life. I want what he has. Yeah. Right. And, um, and again, I was super young. And so how do I model my behaviors to sort of get that? That to me was mm-hmm. super successful. And again, I came from, you know, a lower middle class family. And so, um, you know, I thought, wow, he drives a fancy car. Um, But for more than that, more than the fancy car and the nice house, I think that it was more like he could be there for his family. It wasn't like he was that man that left work for work Mm -hmm. when everybody's sleeping and comes back, you know, when everyone's just going back to bed or like that businessman type, you know, Mm -hmm. I thought that this industry was really interesting for that reason that you could sort of juggle things. And certainly there are people in my industry who are wildly successful. I mean, Warren Buffett's an insurance guy. He's, (laughs) he's pretty successful. (laughs) Just a, tiny bit. just a little yeah but uh but you know that's probably not the norm um you know so for me success was really that that you could build out a lifestyle that was comfortable and also have time for your family and not miss some of the important things and that was kind of ingrained um in me more once I got a little older got married had a couple kids You know, if you're missing out on your kids' important events, like you don't, you don't get that time back, and um, and and they're learning from that and building that too. So uh, that Mm -hmm. that to me was very successful. That you could have a comfortable lifestyle and also be a family person all at the Mm -hmm. same time. It doesn't mean that it's not that it's easy. I mean, it's really hard to juggle all of those different things, but Mm -hmm. um, also as a woman to do that. So to have the children and be mom and also work full time, um, you know, there's that constant push and pull, but mm-hmm. you, you can do it as long as you have a career and a job that's a little bit flexible with time tables of things, which mine is, um, you really can be very successful. Um, yeah. It still means that most nights I log back onto the computer after everybody's sound asleep and, you know, put in a a little bit more because at some point in the day, I may have lost a little bit of that time, you Mm -hmm. know, but, but, um, but it works. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, some people can say, oh, success is, I want like Britney Spears success, or, you know, (laughs) there's a price to pay for that too. Um, You know, but, but, but you really can have it all. And I think part of it is starting with the mindset that, you know, to be successful, you probably have to just recognize that you're already a few steps there. You Mm -hmm. already probably have it all to somebody else. You know, there's always um, the lens in which you look at things. Uh, We are 
you know, somebody's looking at you and saying, wow, she has got it together. And you are like, oh, I'm such a hot mess. What are you talking about? <laughs> you, know? you have no idea. My kids ate an apple for dinner last night. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't know. We've been eating chicken nuggets for like a week. <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think, um, you know, a little less doubt on mm -hmm. that everybody else also has it so together. Um, yeah. you know, I, I don't really think anybody's got it like all together and that's what makes us all human. And, um, and like, can we just be real and laugh about it? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and, you know, having that mindset, like you say, is, is the most important, um, yeah. start to that. That's amazing. That's amazing. I think overall, you know, it is also important to determine what, does that mean to you? And not to try to live your life through the lens of others. You know, I think um, success can come and dress in, in a lot of different ways. And we, we fail to acknowledge the success that we are having because we're so focused on what others are experiencing that we forget to look inward, right? Mm -hmm. So. I think, you know, also taking the time to recognize, you know, actually I'm doing pretty good. I mean, I'm at, my, oh my, my life might not be like together like that, but you know, I'm doing pretty good for myself and just, you know, it's not being content with what you have, but, you know, knowing and accepting that at somehow at your, in your own terms, you also have experienced the same, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think what you're what you're alluding to too is like starting starting with a grateful heart, right? Mm -hmm. So to be thankful and grateful for what you have doesn't negate that you're still pushing for more. Exactly. Or you desire something better. Um exactly. desiring and working hard for something more than what you have is awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, push. You can, you can do it, <laughs> do it, yes. get it, get there. Um, yes, but, but to be, to also have that, you know, mindset of being grateful for the things you already have and the steps mm -hmm. that you've taken to get where you're at to move forward. Um, it's, it's so important. It's, um, you know, and it's, it's hard to do, right. Especially mm -hmm. now when I think people are in a mindset of, isolation and solitude and you know real 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 challenges whether it's you know sick parents or homeschooling children or whatever yeah. it is um real real struggle is happening currently and so in times like this it's it's not natural to start mm -hmm. with a grateful heart um but you know to somebody else you've got it made so yeah. it, especially you know Americans <laughs> yeah. so you know just um yeah I think it's it's really important and I think it's important for us to instill that in the next generation too who um you know it's they're having things so immediate and um mm -hmm. you know that that grateful gratefulness and thankfulness yeah. of of what you have um it's you know a little bit of humble pie. I love it. What message, if you were to be, let's say, you know, talking in front of 
many, many women. What message of empowerment will you give them today? Well, um, if you've seen me public speak, which Monica, you have, you know, I'm terrified of it. I hate it. <laughs> so the thought of speaking to many, many women all at the same time is just, just, just exciting. And they're all invisible. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I would say that that you you can do this. Um, yeah. But it is not easy. And mm -hmm. you are putting yourself at a disadvantage if you are going to look at someone else and say, well, they've, they've got it made or what they, well, it's easy for them. It's probably not easy for them. You know, mm -hmm. everybody has strengths and weaknesses and find your strength and build on that. Um, and surround yourself with people who are positive and know what they're doing. Um, get all the education that you possibly can, because the older you get and the more um, responsibilities that life throws at you, the harder it is to make time to do that. So yeah. at any at any point, if there is education to be had, take advantage of it, um, especially if your current job will pay for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so you know, be educated, be positive. Um, and um and don't ever sacrifice your own health so that is probably the last piece to my puzzle and how i live um yeah. i stay moving as much as i possibly can um this this job has us seated quite often mm -hmm. and so it's really hard to make time um mm -hmm. <laughs> to work out or to be healthy and and you know and it it can vary for uh -huh. you know whatever it is is it a meditation is it yoga is it you know you name the thing that works for you and or many yeah. things and try and have a path to do that because i know when my body moves even though mm -hmm. i hate getting to the point like i hate i hate the whole like yeah, try, oh, I don't feel like working out. I don't want to do this. All of that, you know, I'll tell myself a hundred times, try and talk myself out of doing it. But in my head, mind over matter, right? I know that when my body moves, my brain is good and my yeah. emotion is good. And I can be solid for people around me too. Mm -hmm. So I can be that support system to somebody else. But if I am um, not moving and just dumping myself into work, 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 because I think yeah. that's what it's going to take, um, that those have not been my successful years. My best years were the years that I carved out. I forced yeah. time to um, focus also on my own health. And yeah. everyone talks about the balance of it. But I have like a little Pilates chair next to the door of my house. And nice. this is how whacked this is. I mean, I might come home or leave the house and I'll look at it and know I have five minutes and I'll like get on it and bang some things out really quick. But if, it's, if that's the only five minutes that I moved my body all day, I'm like, oh, thank God I did that because this day just like derailed, you know? Um, but it, yeah. set yourself up for some sort of health, um, whether it's, you know, do you, if you sleep in your workout clothes so you wake up ready to go for your run or like whatever it is. I used to have a little closet in my office and I would keep a workout outfit and an extra pair of sneakers in there. 
So I like never had the excuse. Oh, I, I don't have my clothes. Oh, yeah. Bummer. I mean, we can <laughs> show that hundred. 110 excuses not to do something yeah because yeah, i can't trust myself yeah. right yeah. like i'll <laughs> i'll flake on my own self so um <laughs> yeah so i mean to speak to women and just like you, you can do it you can you can have it all you can be successful um but what does that mean to you and uh, to everyone mm -hmm. it's different some people want a ton of money some people want you know a ton of freedom um, mm -hmm. For me, it was um, freedom with my time to be able yeah. to, you know, raise kids and throw my wash in the dryer and not have someone like, well, you're three minutes late to work today. You know, right. my, my head's good because I got my clothes in the dryer before I left. Like now I'm a good, I'm a really good employee. <laughs> and uh, so, that, so that was really, really, you know, to me, that's, those are the things that were important, but everybody's going to find their own. Right. Um, but it, but it is possible. And, and mm -hmm. I, I mean, I'm a testament to it and I surround myself with people who are really successful people in their own right. And, um, and I, I mean, I have such an ad admiration for these women who all yeah. took very different paths than I did. So some are stay at home moms, some are, mm -hmm. uh, you know, but, but, it, but all of us sort of ha chose the path in that we're leading and working toward something else. So, you know, it doesn't stop here. Right. <laughs> and it's never too late, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. I am so happy to just have this conversation and just, you know, it's always so important, like you mentioned, to surround yourself with positive, powerful individuals and this is this has been a great experience and i'm i'm so happy we got to connect again after a while um and i am i'm i'm happy you know for your own success you know you had you just won a big big award i know that oh, you're yeah. you're not the type of you know <laughs> you're not the type that you like to just you know brag about things but i have to say it you know you you won a really big award and it's it's just putting putting women in into another you know level it's you you are a representation of you know what can be possible so thank you so much for always you know being a step ahead and always you know representing all of us in the industry with you know high honors i will say <laughs> thank you yeah yeah i mean that the award was, um, I'm very, very proud of it. So I don't ever want to, you know, <laughs> play it down, but it's, yeah, as women, we have a tough time, I think, receiving um, praise. And so, um, no, I'm, I'm really, really proud of it. It's a national recognition, mm -hmm. it, you know, I mean, that's, it's the best. So, um, so to have been, um, you know, awarded on a national playing field alongside yeah. so many men. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, that's that's great. It's just it's it's super empowering. And um, and yeah, I mean, I hope somewhere that there's, you know, some 20-year-old girl who has no idea what she's doing in insurance and she, you know, flips open that page and says, oh man, <laughs> she's she looks like she's got it all. I'm, I'm gonna, I want to do what she does, you know, um, because it is a great life. It's a mm -hmm. wonderful, um, it's a wonderful career, and um, and for whatever path 
women choose, yeah. you know, just to, to empower and lift up and, and, um, and learn to accept praise. I'm working on that mm-hmm. one. <laughs> yeah, still true. working on it. <laughs> it's true. All right. So I have five quick questions for you. Are you ready? Bring it on. All right. What does transcending means to you? Transcending. I'm growing. Okay. Growing. Um, like, you know, you think you, you go through things and it may change, right? You think I'm, I'm going to be like this when I, <laughs> and then yeah. once you get there, you're totally different. You act a completely different way. So transcending, um, you know, sort of growing, um, mm-hmm. realizing who you are and, um, and, and making making decisions based on your past experiences that will lead you to the next step. Um, yeah, growth. Awesome. What is your favorite food? Oh gosh, I, all of it. (laughs) (laughs) You could just eat any, any, if you let me. Um, but like pizza, all oh, pizza is so great. But um, but my body doesn't like me when I eat that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So I'm best eating fish and vegetables, which just is so like boring. But um, but I feel best when I eat that. Okay. Kind of awesome. What do you like listening to? Do you like any type of music, or do you enjoy listening to other things? Yeah, I listen to all of it. So 90s rap. <laughs> so wow, Chuck I will never picture you. Okay. <laughs> to Dolly to, I mean, you name it. Um, I, I love music and I love live music, especially. Okay. So um, I have been to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of concerts. And um, yeah, I, I love it all. Um, I'm not really great with that techno stuff, but, uh, but, uh, an acoustic guitar, any kind of genre, you name it. It's uh, Mm -hmm. all good. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. How about, um, favorite book? Do you have any favorite book or books? Yeah. Um, there were some books that really sort of molded me mm-hmm. there were um there was one um i can i'm speaking to maybe that like teenager preteen yeah. um level called waiting and um mm-hmm. it, it was it was really good it was about waiting tables and at the time i um you know i all through high school, all through college, and even into my adult life, mm-hmm. I bartended and waited tables. And I feel like there's something you really learn about people um, getting there. The past five nights in a row, I have been reading The Kissing Hand with my daughter, which always sort of like gives me a little tear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so currently um, with my other daughter, all the books that I'm reading right now are with my kids because that's, you know, the, the reading that we're doing in this house. Um, my older daughter is really into these Cam Jansen books, which is like that, like she's, you know, she'll be nine years old in a couple yeah. weeks. So she's yeah. that age. And that's, um, it's so funny to read things that are not in your typical 
mm-hmm. you know, age group or what they're so fun and so yeah. interesting. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, I would take as much time as I possibly can to read with my kids. And, yeah. and then we talk about what it is we read and hopefully they're getting excited to read. Yeah. It's so funny. My daughter, um, you know, I, I wish she into it right she, now. She's nine. Yeah. She's nine. Yeah. And she's, I've always encouraged reading, but she, she will, she will read, but it's not like she like loves to live within mm-hmm. the book, right? Yeah, so, it's a tour. Yeah, yeah. for so, them. It was so funny to kind of see her changing to what she really likes to read because now she's old enough to kind of like go pick her own book and know what she wants to read. And she loves comics. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. Is, my, my my daughter's getting into that too. Roller Girl. She uh, well, Roller she's, Girl in like, she's like in Dog Man and like, you know, stuff like that. And huh? um, and I'm like, why, um, why do you like those things? Because I've never been into comics, right? So I'm here trying to have a conversation. And she's like, mom, it's just so funny. And just, you know, it's just stupid, like, 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 yeah. But yeah. they actually teach you things because it's about, like, some of them are about, like, one of them is called Smile. She loves it. And it's about this girl that it's going to middle school and she has to get braces and stuff like that. And right. like, yeah, you can, her. you're like reliving all this, right? Yeah. With your like, kid. Oh, yeah. So I keep telling her like, don't worry, you don't make friends right now. You'll make friends when you're in college. It's all right. <laughs> like, I'm just that mother that I'm like so raw and realistic and uh but she loves those type of books so I you're gonna have so much fun as she develops because it's they just develop their own personality and it's interesting to kind of like sit down and have these weird conversations uh that and you have to really you know bring it down keep your opinions to yourself <laughs> <laughs> by your tongue right no so oh. yeah I mean, in, in our house that's a lot of what we're doing is just you know trying yeah. to get the kids really interested in it and um yeah. and I'm loving every minute of it I really am that's amazing that's amazing last but not least who or whom are your favorite woman influencers or one woman or who has played the biggest influence in your life yeah, that's, um, that's a big question. So um, hands down, you know, my mom, who doesn't say their mom to this question? If you don't yeah. say your mom, you're in trouble. <laughs> no, my mom um, is a, a big influencer. She just has such a big heart. Um, yeah. So this, you know, unending bucket. We talk about yeah. buckets all the time in my house. Fill it, fill, fill everyone else's buckets, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she has this un, uh, you know, this bucket that just, you know, gives, 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 gives. So loving and kind, mm-hmm. uh, and she's just a really, really sweet, sweet woman. And um, and then my boss Karen has had a real impact on me uh, professionally. Um, mm-hmm. in you know, she's sort of on on the other side of things. Taught me how to, you know, say no how to, you know, not have to please everybody, how to make hard decisions, mm. um, you know, make tough calls. And those are all real skills, a, a real skill set. Um, and, um, you know, she, she's taught me so many things, um, you know, how to work a room, how to talk to a big group of people and 
how to um, how to be yourself. Where mm. in times when you're uncomfortable, you may want to try and be somebody else or be more than you or try and answer all the questions. And it's all okay if you don't know the answer and to just be you, because yeah. people will see right through somebody else. You know, right. if you're trying to be somebody else. So, mm-hmm. um, so she's been she's been a real influencer there um and and so that would probably be my top two um you know there's so many women powerful women who are just you know i admire Mm -hmm. and um and for for a multitude of other reasons but i would have to say um you know mom and karen they're uh they're definitely the the biggest for me that's amazing. That's amazing. Well, thanks, mom. Thanks, Karen. Thanks, mom. <laughs> thanks, Karen. <laughs> That's great. Well, Mary, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. And I think it was it was so much fun just to just talk about, you know, what matters, um, you know, to us a little bit from a from a professional perspective and just, you know, getting to know that that journey a little bit. It was it was pretty cool. So thank you so much. And just keep up, keep, keep it up, keep going. And I cannot wait, you know, like we, we're still young. We still have so much to do still. So let's see what, let's see what the future brings. Yeah. I'm so proud of you and, um, and doing the podcast and all the marketing that you've been doing and your recognition as well. And so, you know, I can't leave without giving it up to you <laughs> and, um, and your accomplishments, um, which have just been really, really amazing to see you grow too. So I know professionally, we've known each other for a long time, but it's just awesome to see you, you know, come into your own as well. And um, yeah, I mean, I hope we're like still talking like this and 10, 20, 30, I probably have 40 more years. <laughs> yeah, we still have 40 more years. I probably will never be able to retire. So that's okay. <laughs> I, I like what I do. It's cool. So um, no, so kudos to you. And thanks for having me. Thanks for um, inviting me and anything I can do to support you. And, um, you know, you know, you've got my number. <laughs> yes, we do. Thank Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening. I hope that you found this episode inspiring and that one way or another you were able to identify with today's story. Remember, like Catherine Stockett said, you is kind, you is smart, you is important. Start believing in yourself and empower those around you because you never know when suddenly someone can realize they have a choice in what they could believe and do in this world if you don't follow us yet please subscribe at our youtube channel which is under my name monica Duani. you can also follow us on instagram at transcend with m or if you just want to chat with me one-on-one make sure to just connect on linkedin and send me a message it's monica Duani, and i'm always here for you i hope that you enjoy this episode and i'll see you next week